Today's episode of the Geek Speak podcast with Jiggy Cruz is brought to you by Quiz Night Championship League Season 2 only on Shore Philippines. Build your own team just like the many squadrons from Star Wars. So for this episode, I was very selective in who to invite and I had to get the guys who are the most passionate about the Star Wars lore. So you guys, you need to be selective in choosing your own teammates for Quiz Night Championship League Season 2 because the trivia will only get more challenging. Be sure to sign up at www.sure.com.ph. That's www.shoor.com.ph. So Geek Speak Podcast with Jiggy Cruise Relaunch Episode 1. Let's go! Joining me on this episode, the Burr months are significant for him and his family, but the BER that really matters to him is at the end of a lightsaber. Sorry guys, super corny joke, but many Filipino Star Wars fans believe he is the chosen one, or aka the number one fan in the Philippines. So guys, please welcome Mr. Franco Chan. Hey, hey Franco. Hey man, dude, that nice, nice intro. Huh? I can tell you Totoo. really, you really uh, worked hard on that. <laughs> although, although I, I have, I, although I have to, I have to, you know, I beg to to disagree. I I think I'm the the most uh, passionate, maybe, uh, but hardly the biggest. I think that that title goes to maybe my um, my nephew, definitely, maybe. Um, Parpan, but uh, dude, I mean, it's easy to want to love Star Wars, right? Good or bad, yeah. we love Star Wars. But and spoken like a true number one fan, so humble and modest. And also joining me is the guy who has been making May the Fourth quizzes so damn hard for me and my team, the Phoenix Squad. He is also an all-around geek slash nerd and. Dare I say, a dear friend. So, friends, please welcome Mr. Yosu Derkiaga. Yosu, hello. Thank you, thank you. Oh boy, I'm excited. I'm here with the the number one fan, and uh, with uh, Mr. Geek Speak himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thank you very much for joining this um, relaunch of Geek Speak, and ayon, and you know. Star Wars is around the corner. Magkuk Q4 na kasi and um, Mandalorian Season 2 trailer dropped last week. Yes. And I wanted to talk to you guys Woo. all about Star Wars. And a, a lot of episodes of fandom, puro Star Wars, like the toys that made us, started with Star Wars. And I wanted to start Geek Speak with the best Star Wars fans in the country. So I wanted to talk to two of you. Ayun. It's all about talking to the geeks, Honored, people man. who are knowledgeable. Ayun. So let's start off. Guys, what are your Star Wars origins? Your origin story, you how you became fans of George Lucas and, of course, the universe he created. So since it's September, let's start with Franco. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played, well played. Um, you know, the funny thing is, and, you know... Uh, I think my Star Wars origin story is a lot like like Luke uh, like like uh, like Luke Skywalker, and I think the reason why is because and and I'm not doing it intentionally is because 
you know how he was sort of born, but he didn't know who he was, but then sort of was like, he was born into this reality of a war and stuff and things were just around him. Um, I, I, I attribute my, my fandom to my two older brothers, uh, Joe and Mike, and because they were big fans already. Um, uh, if, you know, Star Wars came out in 1977 and then Empire shortly after, three years later in 1980, in 1980 you know. So the VHS tapes were already part of our um, uh, household in by 1981 and 1986. So um, my earliest memory is, is already like not even watching films in like from start to finish. It would be like uh, clips, like we would fast forward to certain parts. Oh, wow. Um, and many times I would be like, um, like watching over their shoulder, like or or in a chair while they're trying to relive, let's say their favorite their favorite space battles or favorite lightsaber battles. So you could say that um, I knew Darth Vader was Luke's father before I watched Empire Strikes Back, but it wasn't really spoiled it because it's like it's like it was just laid on me in in one great uh, blanket. And I think because of that, um, the music was was in and out of my ears. The the toys were all around. Um, sometimes, like if my brothers would have extra f- action figures, I would you know okay that, that one's mine. So I'd have like an extra Luke Skywalker or something if ever they didn't want it. So I think whether I liked it or not, in the Chan household, I had to be a Star Wars fan. Um, and you know it's uh, I, I I my earliest memories were rooted on you know on home video. Um, okay. Which is why it's funny because my first, I think my fr- the first time I watched a Star Wars film in the theater, it was the special edition. Special edition. Nineteen ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's correct. Which is why it felt it felt uh, surreal for me because in a way it's like it was a uh, like I got to sort of um, experience that that feeling that my brothers had um, because they they got to watch every Star Wars in the theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, I had no choice. I had no choice. I had, I had to, um, much like Obi Wan to Luke, I had no choice. He just uh, orchestrated everything so that I would have to learn the ways of the Force. Galinga. <laughs> so you have two older brothers. Yes, who are I do. The fans and are they collectors also? Um, Joe is a toy collector. Um, he's a comic comic fan. Um, big big comic fan. Um, and uh, he got me into collecting stuff also as well. Uh, Mike is also like uh, a big fan of Star Wars as well, um, and I think because you know in our in our family you know music is a big part of it also. It it, it it's like if we weren't talking about the best scenes from movies, we would be talking about toys. We'd be talking about the music. So in in many ways, like Star it was Star Wars all throughout our house. In even like um, you know the, the mythology behind it. Yeah, yeah. The the peripheral material, everything. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yosu, what about you? Well, I have to say, is well, that's an incredible thing to hear. But if I were to say it, and this is going to sound really geeky and really nerdy, but if Franco didn't have a choice and like he was born into the Luke Skywalker stuff uh, and, you know, having his Obi-Wans around him, I kind of feel like I was, uh, I got into it kind of like Anakin Skywalker. I don't know why. It's just like being born with the Force. Um, <laughs> but the Qui-Gon found you. No, but see, but that's the thing. In, in the house, in, in, in the house growing up, there was no real passion. The way Franco grew up, I didn't have Star Wars like that. I had copies of it on Betamax, 
because my dad had it. And my dad found nice. the movies entertaining, right? Um, so, you know, he, you know, I was what like, my earliest or the earliest stories I heard that uh, were that I watched it when I was three years old and I loved it. Of course, I can't really remember that. But as okay. far as I can remember, I've always been a Star Wars fan, but it's hard to explain how. It's like I was just kind of born that way. I mean, after first exposure to the movies and stuff, I liked it. Um, and my, that, you know, in the house, they were supportive of these things, but it's not like, uh, you know, people knew I was a Star Wars fan. So I'd, I'd end up playing Star Wars video games. I didn't really have a lot of Star Wars toys, but my cousins knew I was into Star Wars. So they, you know, for my birthday, people would scrounge around, ask their friends. I had a, I had a cousin who was friends with a, with a guy who owned a toy store in Green Hills, nice. I think. And, you know, he, I remember one of my birthdays, he said, no, I'm going to give you something and it's going to be cooler than, um, I think at the time it was, I was obsessing over parang Street Fighter yata because Super NES had just come out. So okay. you're going to like this more than any Street Fighter or any of these games. So he gave me an ATST, which I wow. mean, yeah, and it was one of those things. Uh, it's like an action figure, and then you know when you when you there's a plunger in the back. Now when you press it, the legs actually move up and down. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, in a way, I, I there are have been pockets of Star Wars around around me or, or were around me growing up. But if you ask me, it's like, is there a single influence, one or two main key influences? that I had growing up that got me into it. I can't really say. I'm I'm just thankful to, to the high heavens that we had the Betamax around my house. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be here chatting about this today. Right? Yeah, but yeah. like I can tell you like my favorite scene in in at the at the time when I was a kid for Return of the Jedi was when uh and I think this is the reason why that, that particular Betamax might have thinned out or broke um, Han Solo has a scene where yeah, they're on Endor and he says uh, I got an idea and right after that <laughs> it's a quick quick scene shift to Vader and Luke uh, slapping lightsabers right yeah uh, smashing them against each other and I was I was so into the whole lightsaber and the force thing Yun, siguro mga i-rewind ko yun mga 10 times. Mga babalik-balik lang doon. Shoot, but, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks to Betamax and thanks to my dad for keeping the Betamax. So and as when, a kid, your favorite lightsaber fight was from Return of the Jedi. Yes. And, well, I don't know if it'll preempt any of your questions later, but I was a Jedi fan, Return of the Jedi fan growing up. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would change later, but yeah, Return of the Jedi was hands down my favorite because... Like, I also grew up that green was my favorite color and the green Until lightsaber. Now? Is it still no. Return of the Jedi? Okay. No, Wait. now it's uh, episode 8. No, I'm just kidding. It's episode 5. I'm an Empire guy. I'm an Empire guy. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Yo, Actually, I, yo, I got something have, from... Yeah. Sorry, uh, yo, do you still have the ATSD? The one that... Uh, that no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately, this is one of these things na parang you move house yeah you forget some stuff some stuff is just kept in a box and it's, you never see the light you never see it again so i really don't know where it is that's true that's true based on your yeah. on your on your on your on your date that that was probably like the power of the force line no the kenner the, the re-release yeah yeah most likely most likely nice. but but when i got it 
get this. I didn't even get it. It's brand new. It was already out of the box. It was oh, given nice. to me. It's a loose figure. Dude, it might no. have been classic Kenner. Yeah. Luckily, so I mean, I don't know how old or how you know, you know what era that really was from. But oh, when you're okay. a six, six, seven year old kid, it's like, woo, awesome. Oh, Star Wars, blah. That's cool. Yeah. So as for me, the origin story I had for Star Wars was because of ABS-CBN in Sunday Night's Best. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how I saw Star Wars. But the order I saw it was five, six, four. <laughs> that is strange. It's so weird. Wow. Jigs, I have a question. So when you saw it, it was in English, right? Yes, it was in English. Okay. Because I know that they've shown it better dubbed in Filipino as well. And then um, my mom would buy, get this, toys from Divisoria. They were <laughs> old. They were old Return of the Jedi action figures and vehicles but the vehicles were if you saw the toys that made us they had to make vehicles that weren't part of the yes, the movies yes correct correct and then yeah. they gave they 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 they'd give excuses oh uh the camera didn't get it it was just on the side yun yung mga nakuha kong toys yeah 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 the unwanted stuff because i think it was already 1990 or late 80s so oh the la- yung clearance sale siguro yun yung mga right. nakuha ko oh, but wow. I thought it was still cool wow I do remember having a Tebow action figure <laughs> na Ewok Return of the Jedi cool loose yeah. or carded no it was carded nice of course I played wow. with it and yeah yeah, yeah. So and then are you talking about there the was a, like the, uh, the the what they call the, the the like the troop transport the one that never appeared or something or like, yes that's the one that's the one that's the one or like the, the like the shorter chicken walker it was for no it wasn't a short it was like a but it was a return of the jedi cardboard yes, box yes, yes. but it was a hoth <laughs> vehicle yeah. something like that alam mo yun yeah, so yun yung mga nakuha kong toys. Yes. <laughs> but, if you remember, there was a, a Robin Hood, parang Sherwood Forest ba, na Ewok Village talaga. Do you yes, remember that yes, place? Yes, 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 yes. So, I, I, um, I was able to borrow my cousin's playset na Sherwood Forest. Nice. Parang, oh, parang Ewok Village rin to. <laughs> Wala. <laughs> It's still the same thing, same Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Jiggy, do you still have any of those toys? Would you know if they painted it differently? No, unfortunately. Like, just like you, it's gone. It's gone. <sighs> but I do have, like, the, um, the 90s ano na, um, action figures. Power the but the one I really wanted to get that reinvigorated my love for the toys was the expanded universe action mm. figures. Mm. So, if you remember, there was this um, Shadows thing of the Empire. Can, may may cardboard cutout siya sa likod na if a fold mo lang siya and then it becomes like a background from the Dark Horse comics or the Dark Forces wow. game. Nice. Si Kyle that, Katarn. That and, back. and you still have those? Yes, but and... they're safely stored in boxes. <laughs> of course, man. Of course. Yes. But the older, so you, the older you get, the deeper in the closet <laughs> they go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, with with uh, anti anti moist, you know, uh, moisture 
desikant. I don't know about that though. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to find. Oh, baka inanay na siya. <laughs> Sana naman hindi. But yun. Okay. Um, thank you for sharing your origin stories. So we're gonna go, magdi-deep dive na tayo. As in, let's, let's go right at it since Yosu um, brought it up in episode 8. Oh, oh. So the question is, and we'll start with Yosu, what would you change about the sequel trilogy? Hindi pwede yung ano, yung, oh, should have never happened. Like, you should have to change yeah. something. Sure, sure, sure. About it. So, so here's my thing. So, okay. um, while this can go on for layers and layers and layers, right? Uh, like, in a quick way of saying things, I just wish that uh, Episode 7 connected seamlessly with Episode 9. Because uh, when Episode 8 came around... So, let's start with Episode 7, right? Force Awakens... Um, I thought it was pretty good. I got, you know, I will say that uh, it wasn't the best, wasn't my favorite, but it still it still carries the name well, right? Um, and that last scene where uh, Ray uh, hands Luke the lightsaber, I'm yeah. going to say that that was one of the biggest cliffhangers for me. Uh, in, like my entire my entire movie watching life, not just because of Star Wars, but, but because of the implication. <laughs> like, oh my God, she found Luke and she, what does this mean? Is he coming back? Blah, 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 blah. And it's the kind of thing, that, oh, well, we have to wait two years to find out, right? So I thought that that was well set up to, to, to carry on the rest of the Skywalker saga. Unfortunately, when we got to episode yeah. eight, uh, it kind of takes a 90 degree turn uh, and a lot of a lot of uh, fans that liked it will say, you know, episode eight was good. But the thing for me is that, well, episode eight felt so well. It felt different from the Star Wars that I knew. Uh, it felt like it would have been an okay treatment, an okay approach, if it was not part of the Skywalker saga. If it was a standalone, or if it was something mm-hmm. totally new, it would have been okay. But I felt like, um, I don't want to say that there was already an existing formula, but there definitely was an existing path. And I felt like episode 8 deviated from it. Um, so what would you have changed? Well, see, uh, there's a lot about episode 8 that I want to focus on. <laughs> because because if you look at if you look at episode 9, the the... A lot of people will say, ah, oh, it feels rushed. And then, you know, there were things that para felt like they made it up on the spot. Okay, so I'm going to start with the things I would change with regards to the sequel trilogy, right? Uh, For those of you listening at home, you can literally hear Yosu's heart breaking <laughs> through the mic. Yeah. No, no, but, but, but see, episode eight, um, like, I would have made a clearer connection with, let's say, um, with with Snoke, Snoke, Ray, and 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 uh, Kylo's purpose, right? Because uh, like by the okay. end of episode okay. eight, you don't know what Kylo really wanted. He felt like there was so much mm-hmm. hatred towards mm-hmm. Luke, but then, um, you know, apart from the history that Luke kind of for a moment tried to murder him, um, 
you don't understand what Ray was. I uh, was sorry. What what Kylo was trying to do? He killed Snoke, and then he tells Ray to join him. But then, what's the end goal? Are you gonna try to conquer the galaxy like Vader or what? And I really, I agree. I kinda became confusing right, right? After yeah that. there was that and then call me old-fashioned but i don't like i really don't like what they did to luke where i wasn't a fan of what they did to do uh to luke's character because i mean he's the boy scout um and for for them to like twist or put the plot twist in there and say that um he for a moment had thoughts of killing his nephew Right, that that I don't know that that felt so like but that's not Luke. There are there are there are stories in the expanded yeah. universe, uh, in what's now they call legends, right? Uh, wherein Luke was tempted by the dark side and stuff like that. And you know that one for me is a little more acceptable. But but this it humanizes and it creates a large character flaw in Luke, which other people will say, well, he's human, or or you know you know what I mean. Finally, there's a there's a chink in the armor, but I don't know. That's not, that wasn't really how I thought of Luke, let alone if you consider the barrier. Come on, guys. That's his nephew. He, he ignited the lightsaber thinking about murdering his nephew. How 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 twisted can that be, really? Right? And this so, Yosu, right after watching it, you didn't like it na on the get-go or were you still no, processing so it? I had like it? I had to like right after the first watch, I had to process. But I knew that I didn't I I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't love it, that's for sure. And as it as it as it wore okay. on, okay. Uh, maybe you give it not seven, like seven. you can you know that uh maybe it's really uh, what my only issue with seven that was clear was like it was it's made with too many nods to uh, too much fan service. It's good. Don't get me wrong. As a fan, I like it. Oh. But it it stuck to formula. Which is acceptable and it okay. brings it into a new age. Sure. But when you got to 8, uh, I finished the episode watching it in the theater and I was like, do I like this? I don't know yet. Uh, and then I had to give it repeat screenings. Um, and then at the end, you know, when I, when I came to terms with it, I really want to trust me maybe more than anyone. I'll claim Maybe I might claim this more than anyone. I wanted to really love it because I, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a Star Wars okay. fan, all your life you're just like, oh come on, give me, you know, I I I waited my entire life for this. Please make please be all I wanted to be, and I was kind of really bummed that it wasn't, <laughs> you know. And a lot okay. of people who were entering Star Wars for the first time with the with the with the sequel trilogy. Uh, they they really they liked it, um, but I guess you know if you're coming I don't know if you're coming from the same direction that I came from, I guess the expectation was just was just different in that sense, right? Okay, I I believe me I get many views of people like people who loved it and people who hated it. Now I wanted to ask Franco because it was um, at Caravan Black, May four. 2019, if I'm not mistaken, you were talking about, oh, what did you think of The Last Jedi? And then I was surprised, oh, you didn't like it. So, Franco, go. Please tell us. <laughs> okay. Your if thoughts. You, thought you heard my heartbreaking. Wait until you hear Franco. 
<laughs> no, okay, first of all, I you know, I just want to preface this to anyone listening, and especially the two of you. Um, I okay, I I agree wholeheartedly, but I, I just want to say you know, if you if you disagree with me, that's okay. Uh, yeah. And but if you agree with me, you're welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, I I was you know when just hearing Yosu's um account of like where his heart was and how it sort of was pulled in different places and stuff. I I was like just chomping at the bit because I agree wholeheartedly with the 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 extent of what of how divisive episode 8 was for a person like Yosu. And I say that because there are many things about Star Wars. I mean, me and Yosu are really good friends and there are many things about Star Wars that me and Yosu have like differing tastes on stuff. But it's almost like we are always agreed on the spirit that this that, that the franchise, not just the mainline nine movies, but like the, what the franchise sort of holds. And I think that that you know, um, I I can't agree more with what you also like. It just just didn't feel like what it was supposed to be for these like episodic movies. Maybe as a you know a Star Wars story or a, as an expanded um, TV series, maybe. But okay, so let me like reel this back a bit, okay. I would say like episode seven, leave it the way it is. And the reason why I say that, you know, most of the people who who didn't like it said it was like uh, derivative or you know it, it felt like the a new hope all over again. I kept hearing that and a rehash, a rehash, yeah. And you know what? If if you've been a Star Wars fan, um, like humbly uh, with pride, you know, loud or quiet. If you've been a Star Wars fan in general, you probably have you know. Uh, read so many like books and articles and even like uh, behind the scenes stuff of how George Lucas, the creator, father of this whole franchise, um, always liked mythology, and he never claimed he never gave himself like the moniker of like this grandfather of creativity. People gave him that. Like he helped start ILM, the effects house. He he you know without him there would be no Pixar. Without him there would be no um, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. So a lot of that thing. He never said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm God's gift to humanity in create in terms of creativity." He he just wanted to do stuff that he wanted. That kind of creativity was, and he admittedly said this was born out of mythology. And he always said that he, you know, he he took inspiration from the Arthurian legend. He took inspiration mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings. That you know, there's even an account. Um, I don't know if I'm, you know, if if. You know, wherever I heard this, whether it's urban legend, but I'd like to believe it's true that at one point he, I think he pitched, he tried to buy the rights to make the Lord of the Rings movies, and then he was denied. So wow. in, in a way, it's like, okay, if you won't allow me, then I'll just make my own. You know, so I'll try to find you know a glowing sword like Sting, and you know, like I'm the whole like uh, father son dynamic. That, that's been that's all over the place all over the place, Beowulf, you know, there's so many things like writing the wrong of the father. There's so many like, and he, he always ad- admitted to just sort of making the old mythology modern for kids today. And there's a lot of wisdom in that, in that he's trying to make um, the fight between good and evil. And he's not trying to muddle it too much. And he's not, he's not, he's not worrying about the gray so much. He's, he's just saying, okay, let's make this good and evil. And then let the viewers interpret it the way they want, but you know uh, I'm not gonna like mess up mythology too much. So, okay. So as far as episode seven is concerned, 
everyone says derivative. Star Wars has always been that way. Always. So like I don't I don't see I don't see any flaw. In fact, if you have to copy from somewhere, you can what's wrong with copying from yourself? So if it's copying the same movie from like yeah. 1977, I feel like uh, that that's fine, you know, like when in the music industry whenever someone does a remake of their own song, that everyone like applauds, right? Okay. So it, it the reason why I love Reflection episode, Christina mm, Aguilera exactly. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, the reason why I love episode 7 so much, okay? Um, and oh, this, so I, you love it so much? Yeah, yeah. It's this not, is the first time I'm hearing this. Okay. Episode seven. The reason why I love episode seven so much, and it e- echoes how what you also was talking about, is because it, it elicited excitement, it elicited hope, and it gave such a spirit of like joy in all of us. That ending scene, like just take yourself back. You know, I mean, Jigs, like, like regardless of how people felt, like oh my god, you know, the Luke ended up being such a letdown. Just Take yourself back to the way you felt at that cliffhanger. The possibilities. I completely, I completely agree with you. The possibilities. Um, like, I want to go back to that time in the world, you know, pre-COVID, yeah. pre, like, I want to be say, pre-episode eight. Oh my goodness! Even and 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 so my, even pre-episode seven, like the first trailer drop of oh yeah. episode seven. Yeah. Wow. Like there was hope again, you know, and yeah. And if you think about it, like that that movie, I feel like nobody truly hated it, as far as I know. And just like some people were vocal, just about you know, just found fault. I found this is my personal opinion. That yeah, I yeah, found yeah. That people who I were agree. vocal about it, you're right. Found fault in its derivative writing and analogous like plot points akin to Star Wars: New Hope. But A New Hope was in itself derivative, as I said earlier. And you know, Indiana Jones, for instance, was like Luke's, uh, Lucas and Spielberg just geeking out over old radio dramas and just told in a new light. You know, the music industry, as I said, like Bruno Mars comes up with something new. It sounds derivative from the 90s. People like applaud it. But, you know, but, episode 8. I think the world changed when the movie dropped. Because, you know, okay. to echo what I said, Kanina, about how episode 7 had so much hope. If you take your, if you, try, if you just try to pretend, okay, if you try to like transport your brain back to to episode 7 era after you watch episode 7 and you watch the episode 8 trailer you still have that hope that excitement that like yes. amazing yes. like oh nice uh, but the movie came out like I, I was speechless like I I, I don't know you also uh, if we were in the same theater like was I there during your first viewing or your second viewing uh, probably the second one I yeah probably the second one did you guys catch the midnight? Screen? No, no, of of episode eight. Oh, okay, yeah. I think we watched like a like a premiere from yeah, one of our yeah. friends. I, I watched okay. it the first day and in like, the evening of the first day because the the night before I think I might have been, we, we were, were in quiz, in quiz night. night. I think I had a chance. We I had were a chance to go night. to the premiere the day before, but I, we did quiz night. Yes, yeah. yes, I remember now. <laughs> we lost again. <laughs> we were up because of that stupid three-point thing in the third round. Sayang, yeah. Chicks, if you guys, or well. if one of you guys had won, you'd have been able to see. No, it 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 all worked out. We talked about this. Like, um, if I won that quiz, I wouldn't have gone to the Infinity War uh, event. So that was. Kind of like uh, the consolation. Like, yeah, it works out. It, it works all out. worked out. Except that, yeah, go, go. Sorry, go. go ahead, go ahead. 
so okay so my, what I, what I okay I mean there's there's so many things about it and maybe I hope I hope we can get into it and not bore everyone but what I say what I will say with is this if I had a wish for episode eight I would keep episode seven the same way it, the, the way it is okay but I would get J.J. Abrams George Lucas and fine Ryan Johnson piss drunk in a room and then let them write and direct Last Jedi however way they want all three of them okay it'll be like a fever dream fine but then leave the auditing of whatever they come up with to the mythology and universe consistency geeks what are they called that, those keeper guys keeper of the keeper of the, keeper of the Holy yeah that, there's an actual job title okay, yeah so it's like like you know fling some sticky talk to the wall just the three of them drunk not anyone else no producers no internet no anything just the three of them because i happen to like many of ryan johnson's films so i'm not even going to be in that camp i'm not even going to get into the, what the internet says like he ruined star wars i don't know what ruined episode eight but what i will say is that if you get the three of them in a room get them like you know sticky tacking all the ideas in and then just let the the keepers of the holocron like maybe iron out the audit you know the, the details or can we get a, a Kazdan involved also yeah definitely maybe you know just so that the tone of the writing from yeah, episode yeah. 7 felt the same mm-hmm. but at least we would have gotten and this is what I, I think that the three of them would have brought because you have J.J. Abrams who grew up and he was hesitant to even film the first to direct the first one and you know you're, so you're going to get someone who loves this, the, the, the series almost like you know um, like with veneration you have the grandfather George Lucas, and then you have Ryan Johnson, the guy who wants to, you know, um, like bring curveballs. Fine, but what we would have gotten would have been the foundation of the tone, legacy, legacy, and curveballs that Star Wars deserves. That mm-hmm. we'll have the tone. You know, maybe Kazdan would have written something. Fine, you know, the legacy would have been there, and the curveballs. I mean, look at Kylo. Like Kylo, Kylo friggin' says, "Let the past die." Kill it if you have to. It's the only way to become who you were meant to be. I mean, that's a loaded statement. I mean, I, I don't, I, you don't, you don't hear something that fourth wall breaking in the past prequels or the OG. And and you know, when did they ever get so angsty and wanting to break off? You know, if people hated it so much, think about it. if 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 Star Wars was hated so much. Um, because we were hearing so much, so many times that Episode Eight was just a reaction, you know, like hey, it's yeah. not your grandfather Star Wars, whatever. But if people hated Star Wars so much, the fr- franchise would it have so many celebrations every year? It wasn't a dying franchise. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any need for re- rewriting. So yeah, I mean, I-, I can, I can like, I can go on like you know short lists with you guys, you know. But I feel like I've been re- you know ranting. That's my main rant. So I wanted to ask you guys, have any of you read the Bob Iger book? No, no. No, no, unfortunately not. Okay, so I don't want to spoil you guys, but basically, there was an excerpt during the Lucasfilm acquisition that Bob Iger was talking to George Lucas, yung nililigawan niya, like, I'm really interested to to acquire Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And he had the notion that he when George said yes, that he would be able to choose who would lead Lucasfilm into the next generation, yada, yada. Who meaning but George, Bob Iger? Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. 
So, George had actually chosen Kathleen Kennedy already during that time. So, it came in as a surprise for for Bob Iger. Ayun. Okay, I I I actually had no shade um for Kathleen Kennedy Same. prior to episode 8 because I mean she brought you know I would always see hers and Frank Marshall's name like producing virtually all the movies I loved, you know. Back to the Future. Yeah, yes, Indiana yes, Jones, yes. you know. So like for me she was just a name and but I thought okay, I, I, in fact, I don't know if are these are they husband and wife? They are, no. Yes, yeah, they see, are. So I always felt like, oh, okay, they're just a husband and wife, you know, that in that circle of George Lucas. Yeah, great. So when I heard that I'm turning the keys over to Kathleen Kennedy, it didn't like sound weird for me because like, oh yeah, okay, naturally, yeah, she's yeah. But I I I don't know if and I've 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 seen so much so much vitriol on the internet about her. I'm not saying that I disagree completely because I, there are certain things about her choice that I know, you know, having digging that it was really her choice to do certain things that I disagree with in terms mm-hmm. of the franchise and treatment and um, tone. But I don't know if I can say that she, uh, much like the internet implies, um, that she single-handedly brought down uh, Star Wars. Um, oh, I don't agree with that one. I don't well, agree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because All things considered, she's still, she's still, I think, connected to Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still, there's, that's a gem in itself. It, which is why, you know, it's it's interesting how you, how you bring that point up, you know, Jigs, that, that about who would hold the keys to Lucasfilm. Because I think precisely um, what might have been episodes eight undoing uh, see what I did there um, yeah. very Star Wars is, 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 <laughs> is the I think they had just way too many cooks and for episode 8 yes and I don't mean that in just like you know art department got involved and in, no no I'm saying every single thing uh, script writers rewrites directors like oh my gosh it, I, I feel that that movie might have been doomed um, from the start because of how excited maybe certain people and maybe their agendas were in approaching the production of that film. Um, if I may, now, if I may, um, like on paper, and I used to say, I used to say this, like for me, it's oh my goodness, I feel like I'm 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 talking about an ex girlfriend or something. <laughs> Back, uh, what year did it come out? Twenty eighteen. Jedi. Yeah, uh, no, no. Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, Last Jedi. Sorry. 17. 17, 17 okay. I think. Yeah. After 2017, and it came out, um, and then 20, into 2018, I, I would always, I would always have these conversations with friends, and I'd tell them on paper, I found the plot okay. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. And I say that because I didn't meaning to va- to validate that I didn't just hate, and I use, I, I use hate. You know, like saying like I, I hate my favorite pet. You know, when it, when it pees on the rug. Okay, so it's, it's still my pet, but I hate it not only because of the way it was written, but it was the way it was executed. So I found the plot okay, but in execution, I I it could have used a couple of retakes. For example, the Jedi training scenes, 
I feel okay. were just too patawa. Right. I mean, they were trying to just make it a joke. I mean, there were so many cuts you could tell. Like, I mean, if if the one with the leaf, yes, like you know, I feel the four, yeah, yeah, like you know the porgs. The, the porgs, I feel like you know we're kind of like the modern Ewok, and it, you know it's 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 a joke, but you're you're right, Jigs. Now, together with the, the training and the porgs, especially when Chewie's eating a roasted porg, yeah, yeah, like it's almost like it's trying to egg you to laugh at certain parts. And mm, if you remember, mm. like the prime um, comedic parts in any Star Wars films in the past, you would laugh, but there wouldn't be like you couldn't imagine like a laugh here, you know, insert laugh here, you know. It would, yes, yes. And yes, there were so yes. many of that in Last Jedi, where like with that, okay, with that, with that Jedi tr- training, which is you know, okay, you reach out your hand, and then and when you feel it, yeah, I feel something. You feel, yeah, I feel it, and then you see Daisy Ridley's face. Like almost like holding back a laugh, and yeah. I remember I I take my myself back to that moment when I was watching the theater that I couldn't even tell like is it is it Ray who's holding back a laugh or is it Daisy Ridley's um like holding back a laugh as an actress like I didn't laugh at that joke by the way and every single time that I'd see that I'd be like I mean after the sec- subsequent watchings I was like how could the Direct the production team let that pass. Like, how could the director say, "Oh yeah, cut, print"? That's the take we're gonna use. In my head, I'm like, there's so many. Like, what? What? I mean, and it wasn't as natural as the like New Hope, yung Kehan Soling. How are you? Yeah, he was talking. Yeah, each. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually found that the the scene where you the whole leaf and the, the training, and I found that to be a little unnecessary. And if they were gonna do it. I don't know. I've, it it felt like that wasn't. I, again, parang it didn't feel like it didn't feel Star Wars. You know, I can't no. explain it, but it just didn't feel like it didn't feel uh, like you know how are you or it didn't feel anything along the the lines of stuff that had come before it. It felt too, too I will, different. I will say this, uh, and uh, a lot of my friends know about this. That if there was one thing I could remove from Last Jedi. Everything about Canto Bite. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you're, you're probably not alone there. Of um, even the the lighting, it didn't feel Star Wars. It kind of felt like an Indiana Jones sequel. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, especially when the DJ scenes and oh my gosh, uh, it was really unnecessary for me. Even okay. the like, you can know, I the point camera out coming in, right? The camera coming into the casino. Yes, like, yes, yes. And the what were those parang horses uh canto by yeah. like, super yeah. that was the <laughs> unnecessary one. And then for episode nine trailer <laughs> naman, yun din, it felt so cheesy, the the horseback riding. Oh man. Horses in space. Yeah. So you <laughs> you're so sorry, you were saying something. No problem. Well, to your point, you know, I actually found, because um, it was purposeful the way they, they inserted the horses into nine. At least, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, well, how yes. are we going to get around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, okay. It worked. Yeah. It worked. It, but it from, worked. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about the trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but the thing I wanted to bring up, the one thing I would change fundamentally is the role that Captain Phasma played in the whole thing. Because Captain Phasma, as a build-up, was meant to be like, oh wow, man, badass. Uh, you had Gwendolyn Christie. And among all the action figures, that was the hardest to find. Yeah, no, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. The Captain Phasma was the hardest one to get. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it she was her character was primed to be like I, I would say like Boba Fett. The next Boba Fett, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I I was well, there were things that I would fix, like let's say, um I forgot the name of the code name of the, the stormtrooper. Or yeah, sorry, the yeah, the first order stormtrooper. Remember the one that screams at um there's so much potential here, but if you see like the the guy that screamed at uh, Finn, Finn ah, the yeah. tra- traitor, traitor. Yep. Can you imagine? Nines. I think he was nine. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the build-up if that had been Phasma and he yeah. faced off against Phasma, and then it's the story. Then Finn develops his own sub story. Now he fights, uh, fights Phasma and gets gets his ass handed to him, and then later on, as his character grows, he meets Phasma again, and you know. Yeah. And it and it's chance for Phasma's character to develop as well to show that oh no Phasma is a badass, Phasma. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sorry, I wanted to bring this up. So the the, the first time I saw Phasma, Franco, you were there. That was how I found about you. Um, it was during the Mall of Asia like midnight celebration. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then I I believe it was Slick Rick. Who asked like, oh, what? And the Intibana gas, like you were oh, the only one. Hey, Frank, we the were there. Trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I remember that to JJ. Okay, let's show the trailer. And then, then big lang nag close in the in the IMAX theater. And then I was like, oh, nasana mga ganyan. Yeah. Big lang nag like every everyone had a sigh of relief when we saw the Lucasfilm logo. But it was during that time. It was the first time I saw Captain Phasma. And whoa, who's that chrome stormtrooper? Mm-hmm. But again, like what to, to Yosu's point, true. Like naging uh, garbage shoot uh, trash compactor joke na lang siya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually didn't even find any fault of it being um like even progressive, having like her being a girl. You know, it's like there are other aspects of like Star Wars that I feel that that are not confirmed but feel almost like woke for this for the for the sake of being woke but i feel mm, like mm. even like like phasma being like it was such a strong character i mean and it, it made sense that you know she was being cast after playing such a strong character in game of thrones so in my head my head okay yeah they just want to carry that in that's fine that's fine and the way that they were doing it it didn't sound like you know uh, fn 287 i am a female commander she wasn't even you know, wearing her, her, you know, her being a girl on her sleeve. She was just being a strong character, and I like that. But it was a wasted. It was it. It felt strange that it was a wasted opportunity in the same movie. Like you build it up so high, and then trash compactor. Like when Darth Maul was introduced in Episode One, like there, if he could do moves, he would do moves, and then it wouldn't be like even if he died in the same movie. It's like you could tell. Okay, Obi Wan truly bested him because he was a badass. Yeah. Phasma, it was like maybe a good shot, but like Han Solo, Chewie, and Finn could take her on in like, what? Like, how? I, it's I, like Phasma never got the chance to show off. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if you're looking for that figure. You know, you normally, you know, how, how many, like you, you guys are toy collectors. How many times have you like rushed into a toy store to get a figure because of the promise or hope that this figure brings. And then 
you're horribly disappointed because that character doesn't do anything. Yeah, I, sorry, I was disappointed with Django Fett also. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was not disappointed with Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, and if, that if was you, the hardest one to get. If you watch Rebels, it 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 makes an entire, it makes Darth Maul like so much cooler than I right. saw him in Episode yeah. One. Right. In Episode so, One, he was already badass. But mm, mm. like his story is carried on so much further, and you know, but yeah. and, don't get me wrong. Even if, even if Rebels didn't come out, Clone Wars, Darth Maul would have stamped himself in your brain as like, who yeah. is this demonic-looking badass. badass villain that has a double-edged lightsaber yeah. that would have killed all our heroes, right? Yep, that's, mm, that, that's mm. the impression. With Phasma, <laughs> Phasma had like you know <laughs> x number of chances, but. Just it was just gloss a gloss glossy armor that was it. There is something though that you know that I that must be said and uh, you know I I touched upon this earlier with my saying that you know much of my Star Wars love comes from the fact that multifaceted the toys the stories including the music. Okay, Last Jedi was for me the biggest upset in terms of music as well. Um, I I pride myself as you know uh, it's almost like a formula. You watch a Star Wars movie. You rush over to the star to a toy store to buy the, buy a toy. Sometimes you can buy a toy first and then hold it in your pocket when you're watching the movie. I mean, you do things as a kid and you you just feel like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I need popcorn. I I need a coke and I'm ready to go. You know those sort of things. I would almost always like rush to buy the soundtrack almost like immediately. Okay. Last Jedi was the was the first. Oh my goodness, the first Star Wars film that I was not rushing to buy the soundtrack of. Um, Force Awakens, I, I I bought it day one. Um, I love the, the March of the, of the Resistance. Incredible theme. Like, I'm, I'm happy John Williams was, was nominated for that, uh, for that Force yeah. Awakens. But Last Jedi, it, it like, nothing, nothing. Like, I feel like the, the soundtrack was forgettable. It was, you know, and, which only means one thing, okay? It means that Maestro John Williams was not inspired and mm. you know I, I was watching some like old youtube um videos of like uh oscar wins and when ennio morricone um won the oscar for hateful eight um he beat out john williams for force awakens okay but he acknowledged him i said you know i acknowledge i i i, I take this as a tribute um especially to the esteemed john williams but he says a quote that i think ties back into why last jedi was was sort of flawed because even in the music department uh Ennio Morricone said um when he accepted his Oscar saying that a um uh there isn't a great soundtrack without a great movie that inspires Whoa. it oh wow and I Yowch. feel like if you watch Spielberg talk about John Williams if you watch George Lucas they give him the dailies he gets inspired by it and he uplifts the whole movie forward E.T., anything that you can imagine has like Spielberg. Home Alone. Home Alone. Oh my goodness. That that, that movie, like it's, it's so kenkoi, but if you listen to the soundtrack, like if that soundtrack is gone, voila, Hook, uh, Harry Potter. Oh yes. One, yes. So many. E.T. The fact that I would say that John Williams, my favorite film composer, has a forgettable soundtrack in my favorite sci-fi, sci-fi fantasy franchise is telling. 
like I wasn't inspired by it. Neither was John Williams. Maybe I was about to say, well, oh, for for Franco not to rush for the soundtrack, that's yeah, extremely telling. And it it, it and I, I I can tell you the the day I bought the soundtrack was on we were on a U.S. trip. It was about like 10, 30, 11 o'clock p.m. One of those twenty-four hour targets, and I saw it <laughs> okay. on a freaking like bargain bin, and my wow. and my head my head was like, yeah, I, I guess I have to because you know I have I have like I have the CD collection on my shelf, so I guess I have to fill that. It is my royal duty. Void. Yeah, but I mean, I got it on sale. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't even full price. And did you ever play it? I can't even tell you like a theme that's. Not even the, the 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 theme when when like Ray comes back when Luke comes back or even when Ray and Kylo are like fighting against the Crimson Guards like I I I I can't even like okay look at look at the part when when Maz Kanata's in Maz Kanata's castle when Han Chewie and they're all locked up now and the First Order captures them all and then they start playing. This rumbling theme with March of the Resistance, oh, nice. Love and that. then you see all the the. I mean, J.J. Abrams chooses this 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 angle of like looking in the faces, and you just see all the stormtroopers look beyond the camera. You're saying, "Okay, get into position, get into position," and then Han Solo is like, "Like, what, what's happening?" He says, "It's the Resistance," and you look and you just see this fog in the water, and the moment they just fanfare the March of the Resistance, like you, you see that that's half of what Star Wars really is, and. <laughs> Nothing can do bite. Nothing from. I can't. I can't, like, hum, anything or yeah. Like, and I and and yeah. it doesn't count if you say no. But you know, they played like the classic theme here. No, I'm I'm talking about new themes. Like new even themes. even like episode one, episode two, you know the the the, the movies that used to be the worst <laughs> for many people. I yeah, but Duel I, in the Fates and Across the Stars, yeah, they can still hum. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like that's very so telling. So if some people can't tell, like, why don't I like Last Jedi? I can't tell why. Look at the soundtrack also. That that tells something. Like, it, it's not stirring. Yeah. It's not stirring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not yeah. as into soundtracks as Franco, but, like, I can tell you, like, in my mind, I can, I will recognize the Ray Ray's theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scavenger. Yeah, the scavenger. I'll Beautiful recognize theme. that spot on. Uh, I know I know what you mean, Franco. It makes sense. It makes sense. Who knows why it turned out like that for episode eight? Even episode nine. I think nine. we can go on and on about episode eight, and I think we might have <laughs> an entire like episode for it. Thirteen episode order for podcasts about even, sequel trilogy. Lang. Even its effect on episode nine, you know, we can like, you know, I'm just gonna touch on that. But even the way episode nine came out, like I feel like it just it it had episode eight, like all over it. Yeah. Yeah, see Yosu I talked to right after watching episode nine, and then Yosu's like, "Oh, I can already hear what Frank was saying." <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I I feel like it, it, in the quick way of saying it, I think I feel like episode nine was as good as it could have been yes. given given the situation. Yes, but and I just, yeah, it didn't, go ahead, go ahead. didn't have to be that way. That's just no, it, right? No, you know? no, no. It felt like a like a like a talented prodigy who was born into the wrong family, you know, or or, parang <laughs> given up like a like a like a like a destroyed piano instead of a wonderful like Steinway or something. 
in fact, oh my goodness, like you know, like episode nine itself, like I, it, it, the 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 the, so many Star Wars fans didn't want the franchise to be where it was. After watching, it's a glaring pa after watching like the last two of you know um, Marvel movies. You know, I like, think Franco. In um, contrast, like oh after watching episode nine, yung ay sayang. Yeah. Daming missed opportunities and all that. Ayun lang. Anyway, guys. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. We can no go on and on, and I do get your points. <laughs> I do get everyone. Like all, both of you are super passionate about. Yeah, we can have an entire podcast dedicated to it. But I wanna like Star Wars is all about hope. Yes, hope, yes. right? Hope, hope, hope. So. My quest, my third question. Bring it back, bring it back, Jake. Bring it back. The meat, the meat, because it was grabbing too. Eh. And so for the third question, can the Mandalorian save mm. the franchise? And that That's, did it give you renewed hope? Yos, you want to take this one? Uh sure. I can start. Um, so admittedly, whenever a new Star Wars thing comes out, I am always. Like, oh, it's a new Star Wars thing. Is it going to be any good? And even if there have been hits and misses in the past, I'm always looking forward to the next one. Only because, you know, I don't feel like this fandom of mine is ever really going to die, right? It, you know, again, there are, uh, if you're a sports fan, your team, it, there are years where your team is not going to be great. It's going to be lousy. Um, but there's always next year. But there's always next year, and you always have like a renewed hope. Like, oh wait, maybe this might be, or oh, we got we have new guys coming in, or or this guy did really well with the other team, you know. And when you, you know, there's always stuff like that. Always not unless like, if you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> dude, then we can do an entire podcast on yeah. the Knicks, and you know, short of like uh, bringing back the glory days of Patrick Ewing and stuff, which they didn't really get. The championship, but <laughs> I don't. I think that was their heyday. Oh, and you know, don't don't get started on on drafts. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the Mandalorian, yes, I had high high hopes. I had expectations, also because you had at the helm, you had John Favreau and you had Dave Filoni, who you know, uh, they had done a lot of good stuff before, especially like Dave Filoni with Rebels. So you knew that mm-hmm. there was a lot of um it, it was animated of course, it's a different space from live action, but you knew that he knew how to tell a good story, right? Mm-hmm. So um the challenge for me was that well, you know, personally I'm not I wasn't the biggest bounty hunter person in the Star Wars realm, right? You know, I, yeah, they're cool, but I like I bring it back to my 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 heart and soul are like around the Force and the Jedi and stuff like that. But right. despite the fact that my my interests are with the Jedi and stuff like that, I found Mandalorian. I found one good thing that I can really say is excellent. I find they have created a new lore around like a culture within the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Right. Uh, they mm-hmm. like, oh, who are these Mandalorians? What what are they all about? Blah blah blah. And you know there are lots of hints and and the 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 mythos around them where they say like um uh, I think uh, Mando says something like the weapons are part of my religion or something mm-hmm. like that, right? 
and then there's this whole mysticism every time they go into when the armorer speaks, right? Even yeah. in the trailer in the second one, like, you know, uh, yeah, see, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> cool because it it, it, it it sucks you in and it gives you a new part to enjoy. And it's not like, oh, we'll just give them more ships and we'll give them glow up things and stuff like that. No, now there's there's something to latch on to in terms of like, oh, some people are actually going to find that this is their, their favorite part of the Star Wars universe because it's really, it's quite rich the way they built it. And then... Magaling siya eh. Magaling yeah. talaga siya. No, for sure. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you, you say something, you say something, you type a, um, you type four words and on the internet and you make it your status. You see how many yeah. people will do it? You see, this is the way? This is the way, this is the way. I'm sorry, I still don't know what, what is the way, but nakiki, ano lang ako eh. I don't know, like, but this Who knows? <laughs> but this is the right? way. Yeah, or like, you know, I have spoken. But it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just gotten such a following, which is so cool. And then... And I have, hope it lives up, ah. Like, uh, I hope wala siyang sophomore slump, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. We have so much high expectations already right, 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 for right. this one. Yeah. Coming I... after episode 9. Because I, oh, I, you also correct me if I'm wrong. The last episode of um, Mandalorian season 1 coincided with release day of episode 9, if I'm not mistaken? Um, or was it episode earlier, 7? Earlier at that, no, no. right? Yeah. No, no, no. So wait, Mando... Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was the second to the last. That, that parang it was second it, to the last. In between, eh. It was in parang yeah. okay. Um, okay. I think Mando was shown. Let's say if it was a Thursday, and then episode nine was a Friday. And I think mm-hmm. this was done on purpose because um, that you're right. Uh, you're right. I remember child, now. Uh, being mm. Yoda also exhibited the power of healing, and I think they wanted ah, yes, to yes. off of that for. Ray, because Ray did it in episode nine, right? So yeah. that yeah. I'm not mistaken. Now, and then I know that there was also some press talk about oh they will re- they will introduce a new force power. So okay, uh, I, I think that was the setup for that. But uh, I will say that like they tied in the Mandalorian, which is again I'm thankful that Favreau, uh, not Favreau, sorry, Filoni is there because the. Uh, well, I'm not spoiling it because it's the first season, but um, the Dark Saber makes an appearance, and the yeah. Dark Saber is the in between of the Mandalorians and the Jedi, right? So it makes it that its appearance in Mandalorian, and then we have the trailer for season two, which tugs at my strings personally because they talk about the Jedi, you know, uh, something as like a, a an old race a, of sorcerers. You have to bring this this child back or something like that. Like, oh my god. So now we're gonna way. get more Jedi, <laughs> diba? So hey, I'm happy. I'm happy, right? Yeah. I can't wait. I, yeah. It's pretty Franco, soon. what about you? We we never talked about Mandalorian, I believe. No, I don't think so, man. Uh, yeah, so this is the first time I'm gonna ask you about thoughts on the Mandalorian and did it give you a renewed sense of hope for the franchise moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, honestly, um, it did. I enjoyed it very much. Um, my wife and I enjoyed it very much. Um, my, my brothers enjoyed it too. Um, you know, in many ways, we, we would we would like um, 
whenever we have like Star Wars anything, we would like just uh, run it by our family. Like, did you like it? Did you like? It? And sometimes, if like we, we we were never like afraid to have our own opinions, but it's like we were sometimes we would if we hated something so bad, we'd say, ah, did, did you like it? And then if someone would say, ah, I didn't like it, yeah, me too, I didn't like it also. Like we were trying <laughs> to find like kakampe, but Mando definitely was like across the board. Everyone loved it. Um, but, Sorry to interrupt you. I just need to get it off my chest. Like, yeah. is your dad also a fan? <laughs> okay. Um, we we used to watch. Um, it sort of became like a family. He he's a fan. Um, I think vicariously through us. He doesn't know. Like, okay. I, I don't think he'll okay. he'll fare well <laughs> with like trivia. <laughs> no, no. But but um, and I think he'll 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 probably make patawa answers and then he might throw off everyone um okay okay but he's that kind of you know that kind of Fair. that kind of dad, Fair. Put a dad okay. Jokes. okay 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 but there so um i think um okay so yes we loved mandalorian very much uh and i i don't think it's fair whether to compare it let's say do we love it more than last jedi or love it more than any of the movies it's kind of like apples and oranges so um i just plain out loved, loved it um, sure, there were filler episodes, but most seasons, uh, you know, TV series have filler episodes. But I felt like the the overall arc told great stories, and they were compelling, and that was great. Um, to your question, whether can Mandalorian can, can save? <laughs> Did you say uh, my Star Wars fandom or Star Wars itself? Your fandom. Okay. Uh, I think that hope, because I don't know. Because it depends, you know, what exactly about Star Wars in my heart needs saving. Um, I, 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 I think I have to politely disagree. Let's say with, you know, with like the the NBA analogy, because like there will always be next year until unless a, a team like goes bankrupt, there will always be a, next year. But when the studio says this will be the last one, that's kind of like asking your favorite team to do its very best on its final run and then they just trip and you know botch it up and then oh, is will, will there be a next year nope we told you this is the last so then you know so i think f- from the saving um i think like will star wars have you know the hope in my heart all the time yeah i i think i think i think i'll always have that hope because i'll always like you know go back to that little boy who always loved star wars and I'll just try to pretend that certain aspects don't exist. Um, what I loved about Mandalorian, though, and the reason why this brings in the hope, is because, you know, I you can really tell John John Favreau, like, really loves classic films, and he really loves mythology, and like classic themes in old films. I mean, precisely, this was meant to be like a Mandalorian was meant to be like a a western, right? Parang lone wolf and cub din. Yeah, yeah, Lone Wolf and Cop, def- a lot of those themes, definitely. And but that whole western, like you can tell, it it felt like Star Wars because it was taking from old themes. So like if you've seen enough western movies, you'd see a lot of um, magnificent magnificent seven, um, which in turn was inspired by Seven Samurai. You know, in that whole like the village when they when when Mando and um, what's her name, Gina. Gina Warrior. Yeah, Caradun. Yeah. See, Gina Warrior Princess. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a fan of her, her armor, but her her armor is like pla- the most plastic thing. 
among the whole in the whole series. Okay. Anyway, but like that whole scene, like the whole episode when they're teaching the village to fight back, that's very much like you know Magnificent Seven because it was like a, a famous western. Um, when in the first episode, when they're when they're when when he and IG Eleven were were trying to break into, um, like to find an opening, and they were just surrounded. That's like that's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, or even like Young Guns. You know, it, it takes it takes from these western themes because John Favreau wanted it to be like a western. So, you know. If you if you bring it back to like when Star Wars sort of did botch it for some fans, when it's not being proud of taking from the past, and I felt like Last Jedi, and you know was like trying its very best to be padiff, or even to to let the past die, as Kylo said. Hmm. And you know if you look at it, like look at all the in the episodes of Mandalorian, like it has so many nods to the past, like. The fact that um, IG Eleven, okay, the fact that it's an IG unit, it's an old droid that everyone would wonder like he's a bounty hunter. I mean, whenever you hold a figure among all the bounty hunter line in Empire Strikes Back, you think how can this guy, you know, take any bounty? If you hold the figure, it's like he doesn't even have joints. So how can he move so fast? And it was brilliant that they showed like okay, his head can swivel, his arms can go, and he can see his eyes the back of his head it was it was freaking brilliant um yeah that is taking an old element and bringing it you know into into a new telling if you look at the fact that um the the, the weapon that uh you know our you know, our mandalorian dinjarin right that's the name that dinjarin uses it's 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 the exact like forked rifle that comes out in the holiday special yeah, when yeah. Boba Part Fett two. was first introduced. So it's mm. like John Favreau is he's not, you know, or him and the, the creators are not rewriting stuff and saying, no, 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 let the past die. Like they're 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 glorifying it. They're they're like having fun and then they're saying, okay, but if you don't get the reference, you'll still love the weapon. It's a great weapon. And in fact, you know, um I was watching a couple of episodes, you know, the the other day and even in the first episode, they have the colorway of that holiday special Boba yes. Fett come yeah. out in the first episode. Parang for eagle eyes, you'll see it. But like that, you see, like it wasn't Boba Fett. So I'm not saying that they're going to rewrite it like, you know, word for word, but you can like repurpose something old and you can, and then it brings him back to how John Favreau really loves, like he honors the old and like just repurpose it. And, and he's not afraid to do that. Like he always wanted to make a Star Wars film. Okay. I'll make a Star Wars film the way I wanted it. But he's not going to try to say, you know, um, like a Star Wars should feel, you know, could take should take left turns everywhere, and you know, and and it it didn't feel like forced. Um, there were points that just didn't feel forced. Um, so many, so many, like so many elements in the film. You know, I don't know, Jig. I mean, if you if you sort of um, enjoy, like, what do you like about, let's say, Mandalorian? itself uh no because there were a lot of you're right there were a lot of nods east i love easter eggs Mm -hmm. and every time like they bring something old and put it in the new i think it's super cool and there was this episode wherein they were brought back to moss eisley and then like i was like wait Mm -hmm. is that moss eisley and then yeah and then my brother's not super into the lore unlike me so in the last episode wherein See si Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. See, si, what's his name? Sorry, Giancarlo Esposito. See, si, yeah. um, Moff uh, Gideon, 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 Moff Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, yeah. So when nung, 
um, he was still alive, the TIE fighter. And then, oh my God, it's a dark saber. And then maybe I was like, what? How do you know these things? So I go, um, the animated yeah. Star Wars shows. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with callbacks, you know, and and I yeah. and I feel like it, it it's good because it, it it's you know it's a it's a it's a double edged purpose that it keeps the old fans happy, while educating the new fans, you know, with an apropos. Yeah. That, that, that that's a key word. It it has to be apropos, like a, you know, don't just like throw away, you know. Okay, um, you know, you want blue milk? Uh, we can make green milk now. <laughs> you know, there has to be some purpose, you know, like. It, it would it would made it, it it made so many fanboys happy when that black saber came in because it showed that okay we honor everything yeah. that you know that you love and we're bringing it forward. It, yeah, not, no, that and it, it just sorry, Frank. If I can, if I can just yeah, touch yeah. on the dark saber. Uh, what I really like about that is you can bring nods from the past, right? Like 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 Mando the the, the weapon uh, from the original Christmas mm-hmm. special, or. Um, uh, other things like oh yeah oh my god it's 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 an it's a sand crawler right yeah I mean yeah. These, these huge Easter eggs that you know if you don't have to be a fanboy to get it but if you're a fanboy you have, you'll appreciate it mm-hmm. right and no but, one really actually saw what the cockpit of a sand crawler looked like right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so I mean, it it paints new aspects to old toys that that but yep. oh that's cool but what I really like particularly about the dark saber is that that particular item, while it makes up, it takes not even a nod. It takes a crucial element in from Rebels. It takes the element, and it will. We all know that it will forward the story. Yes, that's now a linchpin in what will happen next. Because who knows? Like I'm expecting uh, Sabine, Sabine Wren from Rebels to, yeah. to show up because in Rebels she was the last. If I'm not mistaken, she was the last uh, Mandalorian to have it. Mm-hmm. Right, so some I think somewhere along the way we're gonna find out like uh, how how Moff Gideon got it, and there's gonna be so, some at the very least a mention I hope, right? Yo, so this is what I'm worried about. You know, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, and um, you were trying to convince me to watch the series, but hmm. right, I feel like this is the new Game of Thrones in such a way that we will get spoiled if we're not careful online. Oh yeah, with Mandalorian. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah. Mm. So, uh, but even no, that they... that black si- that black saber, yours, you know, in that point, like, uh, it, it it isn't trying to be like another shape, like a like like imagine if there was like a a black axe, but then the the blade is like, you know, like uh, um, you know, out of like you know, like a bl- black kyber crystal or whatever, like a part of you would be wondering like why couldn't you just make it a black saber like just make it a black saber so you know there's like you can tell that there's like we're not going to complicate it we're not going to complicate it you know we're not going to complicate it it's like for, for the fans and we're going to push it forward it makes so much sense actually for me I, I, I would analyze that differently because if they really didn't want to complicate it they would just have made another weapon and whatever but no we'll complicate we'll add a layer we're gonna put in a black saber, which actually means something, which yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to look forward to the next season. Because I, I think it's what gonna I, imply so many other things. I think what I meant by complicate was more of like uh, it, like to like, uh, we're not going to show you the black saber because we just want to introduce something new to sell a new toy. You know, it's meaning it's like it was simple. Uh, it's it's like, woven in. Yes, well woven in. Well woven in. It's it, and it's it was a beautiful like I'm not even as big a fan 
um, in, in Rebels as like Yosu is. But even when I saw that, I'm like, hey. And, you yeah. know, very similarly, like, um, you know, I don't know if we can touch in, touch upon, let's say, you know, Solo. But I found Mandalorian very similar to Solo. That I liked Solo. And it, 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 it carried many of the things that I would want out of a story. I mean, I'm not, I don't hold it in the same regard as the episodic films, but I enjoyed it thoroughly because it was like taking some bits of old. There are a lot of nods. And then you heard about the Kessel Run. So we're going to show you the Kessel Run. And in the end, they showed Darth Maul's reveal. So that alone is like taking something and then pushing it forward. I just felt mm-hmm. like that. I just felt that that movie it's was, was unfairly it, judged. I felt that. Yes, yeah. it's underrated. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I, it did deserve the back, bad, bad black that it got. He was a good actor. The, I loved the the band of characters in that movie. You know, similarly to Mandalorian, I love many of the characters in the, in this series, and and you can tell there's there's a lot of love written into each of their uh, backstories. Um, they're and not trying me, too hard. Anyone that tells me they didn't get hurt with the old, when when what happened to the old not. Oh, happened, I was so hurt. I was hurt, man. So hurt, Quill. Yeah. yeah Quill. Was, oh my God! Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, I love the fact that they they tried to get scout troopers to shoot and they couldn't shoot a target. <laughs> yeah. It's such a <laughs> nod to like yeah. they always miss. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Jake, you know, to your point about game of this becoming like maybe the next game of Thrones, I would say in some ways yes, because this is probably absent of the next you know big series, thing, right? For a while, this was the most streamed series. Remember, I think I think it was overtaken by Witcher, if I'm not mistaken. But Mandalorian was the talk of the town, uh, in. During during season one when it was and it got what seven Emmys? Oh, it got a lot. It got seven Emmy. It got a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. including the, the technical ones, right? Musical, no, yeah. even the musical uh, yes. score. Yeah, the, the music is good. He's he's Icelandic, right? Mm-hmm. There were there was a yeah. <laughs> there's a part when it's like I think the main theme. It sounded a bit like uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Um, there's a there's a main theme that he he plays that. That when I heard it, I'm like, it sounds like Temple of Doom, but it doesn't matter because it's cool. So, Franco, <laughs> do you have the soundtrack? Yes, yes, I have Mandalorian in the soundtrack. You see, I, okay. I, I rushed out and got that. So, make all that... eight. Uh, there are like eight soundtracks, right? For episode, um, one for every episode. I won't say if I legitimately got it, but I okay. have tracks. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. Anyway, guys. Um. So much to talk about when it comes out, October 30. And I guess we will talk about that when it comes. And we, I'd love to have you back on the show because we still need to talk about Episode 9. We need to talk about Mandalorian Season 2. And right, like I need to see Yosu's reaction right after Episode 1 of Season 2. <laughs> um, um, Thank you so much. But before we go... Can you tell the listeners where they can find you online or how they can see your thoughts or read your thoughts about Star Wars in general? Okay. Um, I'm uh, 8-Bit Jedi on, on Twitter. I don't really tweet too much. I'm not too active. But when something compels me, like a great trailer or something, uh, I, I retweet. So, um, yeah, uh, mostly Star Wars, uh, classic video games and such. What about your music? Um, we... My my band Shoulder State 
uh, has one track on Spotify. Okay. Um, if you're not listening to that, you may hear a Christmas tune around this time of year <laughs> that <laughs> my family and I you know, sort of are, you know, put together to sort of elicit hope, you know, amidst the the otherwise bleak landscape. But um, yeah, um, you know, just just uh, just just trying to be positive on the internet. Just trying to be positive. Just don't mention episode eight because I'll change that tune. <laughs> Thanks, Franco. Thank you, thank you. Yosu, Mr. Darth Yosu, go. Yeah, you can find me online. Um, my IG handle is at Darth Yosu. Surprise, surprise. Star Wars fan galore. Um, my Instagram handle, uh, sorry, my, my Twitter handle is the same. So, um, yeah, I, I post random thoughts at, at, at random times. I try to be a little more organized, but I'm not. But uh, yeah, so I normally like put put out a Star Wars thought out there when whenever I hear uh, something juicy about Star Wars, if there's a new trailer, anything like that. And I'm 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 always really really happy to to discuss um, thoughts on Star Wars with fellow fans and you know people just getting into Star Wars. So um, uh, yeah, send me a send me a message on Twitter or or Instagram. About Star Wars, anything geek geek related, I'm I'm happy to talk about it. That's oh Marvel, okay, then say about DC. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that that's half, pretty much half my life. So yeah, it, <laughs> it, it comics, DC, Marvel, football, uh, Star Wars, obviously. Yeah, yep, yeah. hit me up. Thanks, Yosu. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jiggy. So um, that has been the first episode of the Geek Speak relaunch and I'd really like to thank Franco and Yosu for joining me for our Star Wars episode and I guess um, to cap it all off we'll just say may the force be with you thanks for listening guys